said to you guys many times before um, the pulpit is not a means of show it's not um, a performance it's not anything that we should dare take carnal carnally so I said to her if God hasn't yet given me utterance I'm not going to force myself to come and speak and she threw the question at me saying oh, that's not fair because God hasn't given her utterance and I said, Pastor Indidi, I've known you for a while now. Every time you seem to say that, there's always a prophetic word. And I say that not because she's my sister. I say that because that's the truth. That's the truth. So when you began to speak today, or when Pastor Indidi began to speak to us today about her duty simply to sound an alarm, my issue is... Or as I sit there, I say to myself, okay, so as the leader here, I'm in the position most prone to not listening. No, there's a reason why I'm saying this. You know, when you get a title, you know there's a level you can get to. It's not in God, but it's in Satan, but there's a level you get to where you're above the word. Have you seen preachers that can never be ministered to by another preacher talk to me tonight you know how we have you seen worshipers that mm -mm, this person can't worship like me I told God the only way that you've been able to bring me here is through me recognizing that I'm absolutely nothing so it doesn't matter what people can say to me you can try it will only just make me feel awkward because I know who I am. I know that we are but dust before God. And if there's going to be life in us, it's going to be because God decides to dwell in us. If we have anything, it's because God has decided to breathe into us. For it is Him that wills and does inside of us now why I had to start with this is because again men take credit for what God does and for a time God may seem quiet but you know oil needs to keep being replaced follow me tonight oil needs to keep being replaced as in I cannot dwell on yesterday's oil. So when God starts to see that a man has reached his own height, God does not take the oil because he knows that the oil must run. If there's no longer supply, it will eventually run dry. So it is intimacy. It is pressure. It's the continuous um, correct observation of ourselves, examinations of ourselves that will enable God to keep pouring oil. So my question, there's the fear of the Lord over my life and that's me always reminding myself and I've said this to you many times that this journey is actually very, very long. 
And as long as this journey is, God don't seem to be running out of time because he's outside of time. So it amazes me that over time, God continuously expands the knowledge of him, the expression of him, the understanding of him. It keeps growing. So I never want to be in a place, and COD, we must never be in a place whereby we become stagnant in God. Because that means that God is still walking, but now he's walking without you. I want you guys to understand again what it means to be seekers. And I love how Pastor Indidi has spoken to us tonight. Seeking is from the place of your heart. It is not the activities that you do. It is not the things that you say. But it's the state of your heart. If you continuously pant for God. So in my life, what I need to do, what we need to do in our lives is get to a position whereby we thirst and hunger. And that's why I always say to you guys, we have to get to a place. So why do I keep giving? It puts me in the need of God. It puts me in a place where I need, I, I am desperate for God. But again, that's the way I'm going. Um, I want us to pitch around something that Pastor Indidi said. And I love the fact, so I'm going to repeat something that I've said to you before. I want you to listen to me. And I'm praying to God. The reason why I said at first I wasn't going to speak is because I like to make sure that a word is properly cooked. Now, this is why I thank God that COD is a house of preachers. You can never receive a cooked word. As in, God can give you insight on things, but when you come onto the pulpit, it's you and God. As in, if he wants to speak, he'll speak. If he doesn't, then you're finished. Are you here tonight? You're, you're very quiet tonight, though. So I want to repeat something which I think is very key because I really want to endure in the presence of God. To seek his heart like David, David will begin to say, one thing do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever all the days of my life. No, that was not something that man can do by their own means. He had to search for that. He had to ask for that. In other words, if God will permit an Andrea in, her pres in his presence, she's going to have to ask of it from God. Seeking. So I'm going to repeat something and it may sound like I'm talking, it's just a line I want to repeat and then I'll just share some things because what I really do want to speak to you guys or to begin to speak to you guys is in preparation for when we go to the place of work and I've said to you from September when we go back to university school schools and all of these things and I think I've said to you guys that from April until now we have been like Pastor Ben said the other day in a cocoon we've been in the upper room we've been in one accord we've been speaking to each other but the place of manifestation 
is when God calls us out. So I'm going to try my hardest not to repeat anything that I've said to you on Periscope already. But can I repeat one thing to you that I've said before? Talk to me, guys. The world calls Elijah a problem. And God calls Elijah what? A prophet, guys. (laughs) I made a comment earlier on today, and at some point I'll repeat myself. But I have, to stay, I have to say this for us to begin, that the world looks at Elijah and calls Elijah not by his name, but by what they are experiencing. They call Elijah a problem. But at the same time, God calls Elijah his prophet so I told you when you look at the manner of man that Pastor Toby is this is a man that is able to fight in all situations a seeker doesn't stop seeking because things have gone bad for him a seeker does not stop seeking when they think that things are now going good for them seeking is a permanent state and in fact seeking has many faults we were told many times before that men should only seek the face of God and when I ask you what it means to seek the face of God you're going to sp- you're going to say things that surround spiritual um, talks you know you're you're thinking of prayer you're thinking of fasting you're thinking of um, looking to the sky like the disciples did you're thinking of things that is focused outside of the world that you're in currently follow me guys you are constantly looking outside you're looking for the invisible God You're looking for the God that men cannot see. And if I then declare myself as a seeker, I am hoping to see this invisible God eventually. My issue is that not many, in fact, I don't know any, that has actually seen God through their seeking. Pastor Toby said something the other day, and he said that people cannot come cannot build capacity to go up to the mountain what did it take for Moses to see God in a burning bush what did it take was it fasting talk to me was it prayer it was a call right God had made up his mind what he wanted to do with a Moses and based on that Moses would be permitted to see God Again, I repeat to you, it had nothing to do with his own capacity building. It was everything to do with the core over his life. So, we look at the fact of Elijah being known as a problematic man or a problem to the world. But to God, he was a prophet. And I've said to you guys many times before 
that a prophet or your problems are only there to announce you. John must come first. No, sorry, Elijah must come first to prepare the way of the Lord. So when God wants to raise you up as saviors that come out of Zion, your entourage will be problems. When God is ready to announce a COD to everyone else that is of this world, they can only see problems. But if God dwells in them, God will begin to announce it as what is announcing you. How would COD operate without a house? It's only a problem to announce COD. You're not listening to me yet, yeah? But that's not where I'm even going. Pastor Indidi mentioned something. And you know, whenever we get to the topic of the heart, I say with everything, never rush yourself with that. Never. Don't rush yourself with the heart. God made it clear by announcing David to us and announcing the reason why he picked David. And it had everything to do with his heart, not what he had amounted himself to be at that time not his qualifications. In fact, God chose Paul because of Paul's heart. Paul was a diligent man for whatever he believed. God saw that as a heart he could use. But I look at this situation and again, looking throughout scriptures because I use the word to encourage myself. And I want to touch on something that Pastor Indidi said. She said that last year, 2018, she saw herself, if I, if I heard rightly, she looked at the mirror and she saw pride. And if I may, I'm going to start from that point, only for one reason. If God doesn't love you, he will not shine light your way. Let me explain why I say that. I remember reading facts, you see, so some went to school, I got a degree in pastoring, right? Thank you. Some, thank you. Because she, she tried to insult me. No, I'm joking. You didn't insult me. But I was sitting there feeling very small for a moment. <laughs> but thank God for Instagram. So I learn on the go. <laughs> and I read facts every day. And yeah, and I'm gaining knowledge. Yeah, I'm so proud. <laughs> well, let me tell you something that was funny though. Pastor Indidi said that for some reason that since before she started speaking, the Spirit of God said to her that you can time travel. But you see someone that pauses time, light will pause as well. And I remember speaking with Pastor Enrique. You know, I realized I referenced Pastor Enrique a lot of my speakers, isn't it? It's good, it's good, isn't it? Thank you. I was speaking to Pastor Vicky and I said, so what the facts showed us is that if light, if time pauses and light pauses, you will not be able to see anything. Are you guys listening to me? You will not be able to see because your eyes itself cannot see. Light must reflect on your eyes for you to see. So when Pastor Indidi said that she looked at the mirror and she saw pride, you know, the problems, and I'm speaking, and you know me, I'm going to speak very deliberate. And listen, if you think I'm talking to you, I am definitely talking to you. 
The good thing though, because me and Pastor Ben and Pastor Enrique were laughing last week. And there's times that you can be saying something so evident, but people won't even know. But let me not start too harsh, so let me be calm. <laughs> so when Pastor Indidi said that she looked in the mirror and she could see pride, it means that God loves her. You know, sometimes you see your shortcomings, you see these things. If God didn't love you, he would not mind if you remain. I want you guys to consider the world that Noah lived in. They could not see problems coming. They were blind because God had committed to not shining light their way. They could not see. The word of God will be as one beholds a mirror means by which you can see yourself clearly but the world because they don't have access to the word because I told you that the word is not given to many the word is given to a selected few because they did not have access to the word to the word they could not see themselves properly so you know when someone tells you things that you're doing wrong or things that does not please you don't immediately take it in the wrong way it is God saying in a language because God speaks in a way in heaven he can usher things he can utter things sorry but on earth it can reveal itself in many forms God can say I want to bless this person and in the physical realm it may be it may it may mean or it may be sorry that you will lose your house but that was still God conversating follow me I don't know if I'll get into this today but I'll say some points that I want you to have in your mind for where we're going from September so when Pastor Indidi said this you know I realize when God does these things it's because he wants to increase your capacity because if you don't see it you don't realize that you're still a person with walls. Zion will be a place without walls, right? In other words, there'll be no limitation. There'll be no way that you can be contained. You'll be a fluid person. But these problems have become walls. Please remember the wall of Jericho. It was a resistance to the people that God had chosen. It was a problem. So if God begins to say to an individual, you have pride in you, or you cannot submit, stop trying to take it as an insult. Take it as God loves you. Because the way God speaks and the way we hear it, may sound different but it does not mean he did not speak are you listening to me tonight so the matter of the heart so when we start to seek I told you that there are many folds of seeking when a man seeks and I'll, be try, I'll try to be quick with this and I'm praying to God that we'll be able to put this together honestly because as I'm speaking I'm just praying that God gives utterance but before I get into anything, you know, you know when we say city of David, yeah? You know that don't mean David's city. 
when we say city of David, it don't mean David's city. City of David. It's like this came from David. But it's not David's city. Have that in mind. So there are many folds of seeking. What God intends to do, so I'll go ahead of myself, assuming that we already understand the first fold of seeking. Seek ye first. If the Bible says first, it means that there are other ways of seeking. But the first and foremost, the things you must seek first is the kingdom of God. Before you seek any other thing, before you seek recognition, seek the kingdom of God. Seek the way God operates. Seek the way that God does things. That's the first way that God, that's the first fold of seeking. Pastor Toby showed us the man Moses in Exodus 20. In fact, let's go there quickly. Quickly, Exodus 20. Let's go there. Deanna, you stand at the back because I can see you at the back. As soon as time is up, it doesn't matter if I'm levitating. Just say stop. And you'll see me come down like this. Yeah? And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, Mm -hmm. out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in... So what I want us to do is to count each commandment that she says, yeah? Can you do that with me? So you say one and then she'll say the first one. Two. What's that song that that guy's... I can't, I can't remember. It's like a dream. No, man. Come on. Oh. Oh. I'm talking about the man of God that was... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was live when it came out, innit? Pastor Ben, go on. Go, go, go. <laughs> but seriously, because we don't even have time. Go on. Number one. You shall have no other gods before me. She just said one. Then she said it. Now two. Now she's saying it. Please, let's not be slow. Let's do this quickly. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. (laughs) You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I am the Lord your God, a jealous God, Visiting the iniquity of this the... Is, this is not working out, is it? <laughs> it's really not. It's, it's not really, is it? Okay, so how do we do this? <laughs> Let me help you with this. And I need you guys to listen. Because I do want to speak about capacity. But we must look at capacity from the place of the heart. Tonight, if we have time, what I would like us to get into are looking at the people that God said we should look at. You know, Pastor Toby drew certain men out, men and women out yesterday. 
And he said, this person represents this. So in Spat Nation, if you're thinking about women empowerment, the first generation you see is Pastor Nikki. That does not mean that other people of women empowerment are not there. It's just that in Pastor Toby's eyes, this is the person he wants you to recognize for that topic. So I want us to consider people like Abraham. Why I always talk about people like Abraham is because God said that we should look to Abraham. He's the man of faith. He is the, he is the example that God approves of, of faith. In fact, God sees him as the first fruit of faith. So when he wants to teach you about faith, he says, look, consider this man. So I want us to look at him because he too was seeking something. And going ahead of myself, he would say, in fact, in his life, we will not see what he's looking for. We thought, and I know we know more than this now, but we thought that he was looking for a son. But the Bible will go on to tell us that he was looking for a city. This city is very, very important. But carry on. So, so in fact, you won't read. But if you look at the Ten Commandments, Pastor Toby was trying to show us that there was two pages. A contract given. Stones on which God wrote. Not with a pen, but with what? Talk to me. Thank you. That's why you're a pastor. You know, you have to say pastor. With <laughs> Pastor Benson. He spoke or he wrote with the Spirit of God, not with a pen. But Pastor Toby took us to 2 Corinthians and he showed us where God writes with the Spirit, where he writes upon. That is not tablets of stone, actually but it's the tablets of your heart. But there's two pages of your heart. There are two sides of your heart. Two things that must be paramount in everyone's heart. You cannot have a heart that cares about just God because God also loves the world. But you cannot have a heart that just loves the world because the Bible says, love your God with all your heart. So when you look at the Ten Commandments, the first five are matters directly to God. The last five are matters around people. He commands how you deal with people after you deal with God. So if your ears are open, you will understand where I'm going. That there are many folds of seeking. You must first seek God. But after seeking God, you must seek people. What are we going to do as COD? We have spent so much time seeking God, seekers for Him. But I said to you the other day, and I think the men got it ahead of us, but they said, listen, it's recruitment mode. Because Joseph was looking for something. Did you hear what I said to you? Joseph. So I'm assuming, and I'm going to start from the perspective that I believe that COD has spent time in the Father's presence. They have sought the face and the favor 
of their God, of their Father. But now they must embark on a new journey. So last week I began to speak to you about the offering of a today's man. And I said to you that Jonah, in order for him to be a blessing, in order for the nations to be blessed, that today's man must be cast out of the boat, right? And I showed you people, Jesus Christ was also given up as an offering. Please listen to me. Jesus Christ was also given up as an offering. But I made reference to Joseph, that the conversation of God to Joseph was that Joseph's brothers, who were still men of covenant, listen to me, they were still men of covenant. Just the, listen, the fact that Joseph was the one that went to Egypt and became prime minister doesn't make him better. It just makes him the one called for that. The same way like Pastor Indidi illustrated to us that Judah must be the one called to be the first shepherd. No, Joseph was a younger brother to Judah. Judah was a shepherd before Joseph. So you know, in order for you to be a king, you must first be a shepherd. From the lion and from the loins of Judah, David came. His first activity was to be a shepherd. So earlier on, I was speaking to the house and I was like, listen, God will try you first with animals before he tries you with people. It's only, I need you guys to understand one thing though, that these animals that God is talking about are not actually animals, they are people. So I gave an example and I have to say it here because I'm still proud to say it. If, be real, I know as black people we can be very excited, but listen, Khalil, if somebody came and started to fight your sister, to God, I said Nathan is not allowed to answer this question, but I said to God, don't make now, would you kill the person fighting your sister? Huh? You will kill them. Brilliant. Listen, God forbid, not, that situation should never happen. But I bet you, uh, he will not kill the person. He will finish them. I'll probably join in finishing them. But he will not kill them. You wouldn't kill them. You know black people, yeah? Joy and excitement and everything just fills them. You know, they want to feel macho. In fact, it was my fault. I should never have asked Khalil. Because Khalil's angel is the one that carries God. <laughs> so... Let me just be real with you. If someone came to fight my sister, my only sister, the person will probably leave disabled because I'll be jumping on their neck and everything. I know myself. But I cannot tell you for sure I'll kill them. If the person dies, <laughs> I'm telling you it was an accident. <laughs> but my intention will not be to kill them. However, if a dog was biting or chasing my sister, oh God, I'll kill that dog. <laughs> and even if, okay, so let me help you. Kilo says he'll kill the person that fights his sister. Police comes, would you blatantly just stand and wait for the police and say, yeah, I killed the person? No. But if a fed came, if a policeman came and said, oh, 
you killed the dog. I'll be like, yes, I killed the dog. There's, there's the dog. <laughs> now, why do I say all of this? When God makes reference to animals, these are people without purpose. People without name. So in God's eyes, they are insignificant. So when Jesus saw the Samaritan woman or whoever it was, he said, I can't give food to dogs. He made, is, it, is that the story? No, huh? Yeah, yeah, but it made, she even made reference like she was an animal. Because in God's eyes, even the dogs can, can have crumbs from the table, right? So in her eyes, she knew that someone that is not in God's eyes is only like an animal. Please follow me here. So what God first tries you with is with insignificant people. That's what I want to say. When you look at David, before God can give him a kingdom, he must first give him people that are distressed, in debt, and discontented. Please tell me, what can these people do for you? Pastor Indidi was talking to us about shepherding. When you're doing the role of shepherding, God is looking at you because he's going to gauge how you treat people through shepherding before he can make you a king. Because ultimately, God needs you to be kings and priests, not just a shepherd. But you cannot be a king without being a shepherd first. Are you following me, guys? So I made reference to this. So if we look at Joseph, go to Genesis 37. I want to show you one scripture quickly. Just one verse. And this is a verse that God ministered to me. There are two folds of seeking. First, it has to be God. Without a doubt. But definitely, you must begin to seek people. So I want you to quickly read, because of time, go to Genesis 37, verse 15. Today you're reading in the New King James. Please. Now a certain man found him. Now a certain man found him. And there he was, wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, What are you seeking? So he said, I am seeking my brothers. Please tell me where they are feeding their flocks. Okay, stop. A man that comes out of God's presence will know that they must go and seek people. But they're not just seeking anybody. Abraham was looking for something. Are you guys listening to me? I messed up. There's no way I can do this in this time, you know. And I don't do part twos anymore. I think it was youth revival that I used to do part twos. <laughs> I can't. Every time I say it, it's like God just says, mm. <laughs> You look at this story. Joseph was someone loved from his father's presence. So, in other words, the same way that the Bible don't tell us it was of, he was 17 years old at this time. The Bible don't tell us about what went on from the age of um, one to 17 but we know that his father loves him we know that he, the favor of his father is upon him but now it's got to a certain stage and God has now said okay you have obtained first favor with me 
but there's a world I need you to go and affect. But in order for you to get, have you ever seen the scripture that God says, yeah, that you can get favor from both God and man? You can never get access to the wealth of a man unless he first favors you. First of all, God must favor you. Then the man must favor you. But without favor, there's nothing you're getting. So you understand why the church is weak. The old church. Because they never got, they never got past the first page. For 40 years, they remained seeking God's face. God said to them, you've been dwelling on this mountain for too long. But they said, God, this is comfortable for me. I don't want to go outside. Because I'm used to beholding your face. But God says, no, you need to go out and seek another thing. These brothers are actually your helpers. No. Yeah, in, in, in reference to the world, his brothers betrayed him. But last week I told you they were only offering an offering. That's why God never judged them. They were given an offering. So what Joseph didn't understand was that whatever God had planned for him, Whatever God wanted, that whatever heights God wanted to take Joseph to, he could not get there without the help of his brothers. So God says, okay, once you've found helpers, I mean, once you have sought my face, now I need you to go and look for helpers. So you look at Jesus Christ, the one that came from the bosom of his father. We don't know how many years he dwelt from the beginning in the father's um, um, presence right but now he must go to the world and the first thing he must do was look for his helpers he didn't go seeking other things he went looking for his helpers what's my charge for you guys what do I believe that God needs us to do when I look at a pastor Elohim he has spent time seeking God's face but now the brothers he needs to go and find the people that will help him to get to where God needs him to get to he needs to go and find them if Jesus Christ does not find the 12 he cannot do the work that the father intends so you would realize that you see the church those that came out of the father's presence the old church the only thing that you know what kept them there Funny enough, pride. Once they've got to a place with God, you know, they've started speaking in tongues. They understand that the church is their place of power. So they don't want to look vulnerable. So they stay there. They want to stay there. So you see a, a man of God coming in a robe and a big chain and a sword. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just saying. It's coming. But you see, only in the church does he look powerful. In a marketplace, no one knows him. If it's not God that really loves a person, someone can walk up to the person and slap them and not care. No, think about it. But Pastor Toby, you look at him, a man that spent time in the presence of God, and you will realize that those that saw the face of God, you cannot account what they did in that time. No, what I mean by that is, none of us can bear witness to the years he spent in God. All we can see is the time when he started to pick for helpers. But I'm going somewhere because the man of faith that God tells us to look towards was looking for a city. 
was looking for a city. So when we look at Moses, Moses was this man. Moses was a man that God told him to come to the mountaintop, receive my templates for a generation. Because every generation that will be built effectively must both have God and man working together. So he gave him this and Moses, because of what he's seen now, he decides to break the heart. He breaks the means by which he's meant to accommodate. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't understand me. So let, let's, let's go on. So you look at a man called Abraham. Abraham looking and the Bible will almost set us up into thinking that he was looking for you know, sometimes we, you have to understand and I love that Pastor Toby says these things. The world looks to God today for papers. Immigration papers or whatever you call them. They look to God. A whole big God, they're looking. Hey, my guy, just go to the, to the place and sign this thing for me. That's a whole big God. Whereas there was a, a man called Moses that can use that same big God to part waters. Pastor <laughs> Rike is so flipping on it. Oh, are you listening to me though, guys? Because if we hear this year, as we, as we advance into the schools or everywhere where there's water, where there's young people, we will come out with helpers. But if you remain as I told you, and I will keep repeating this, before I heard of this story of a great evangelist called Reynald Bonke, this guy has reached millions, millions of people. And he said, if the church is to stay in a room for 365 days a year, they will still go to hell. That amazed me. I thought God just wanted us looking at him. But if you look at everyone that God honored, one thing key about them is that they were all sent. Almost as if God said, come out of my presence. No. What you're meant to do is dwell until the presence is in you. Then you go out as an ark being carried. You're not, you're not hearing me. Don't worry. So, we look at Abraham. A man that never was comfortable with the land that God said I'll give you he dwelt in the land God said that this land you will dwell there <laughs> oh my God God said you dwell there but Abraham walked lived in tents means of accommodation listen to me he lived in means of accommodation in this land but never settled here because he was looking for a city. Let's read Hebrews 11 verse 10. I just want us to read these scriptures. He was looking for something. He was looking for something. A man of faith must always, listen to me, a man of faith must always leave his first means of production before he can meet God's production. The first means of anyone's production. So uh, uh, when you look at Minister Lamel, 
the first means of production in her life was her mother and father. They're the first ones that can produce for her or produce her, yeah? When you look at David, I gave you a scripture. In this scripture, I said to you that David was um, taken down to Adullam, right? And I said to you that when he was there, he had his brothers and his father. But the next verse then goes on to say that he took his mother and father to the king of Moab and said, can they dwell here? Oh my God. Can they dwell here? And as they were there, he tried to dwell in the stronghold and then the words of God came to him through the prophet Gad. And he said, listen, do not dwell in the stronghold, but go to the land of shepherds. Go to the land of Judah. Go there. And David, who was seeking what God was trying to do with his life, eventually, because Abraham was looking for a city, he eventually left the stronghold, the comfortable place, and went to the land of Judah, but the Bible says that he entered a forest. I'm trying to think how comfortable a forest will be for anybody to dwell and live. You look at David, Pastor Indidi then spoke about Elijah and Elisha. And when Elijah threw his cloak over Elisha, the Bible lets us know that Elisha came to him and said, please let me kiss my father and mother goodbye and then I'll follow you before you can start a journey with God all your means of production you must say goodbye to them you must submit it you must get rid of it any place that gives you significance you must get rid of it but you see again read the scripture that I told you to read from verse 9 sir read from there by faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Okay, so this is the key thing that we must find. Now, a clue to the city in which Abraham was looking for. Uh, I please, please make sure you're hearing. I'm trying to say this in the most simplest of ways. Please, yeah? Because I'm looking at certain people's faces. I just figure, they're just looking at me like this. Now, a clue to what Abraham was looking for for all of his life was that God was the one that made it. Not men, but God. This city was built. Its maker and its architect is actually God, not men. Well, my question to you is, Abraham, are you a dunce? For goodness sake, what city do you know that can be made without men? But let me tell you something. Abraham, throughout his journey, was so convinced that there's a city whose architect and maker is God. That even the land that God gave him, he will not settle there. He will only have means of accommodation, tents. But he was so convinced that there was somewhere more. Listen to me. There is something that God is building. 
And again, <laughs> I want to speak to you about capacity because you must accommodate. Guys, I don't have time, so I'm telling you everything already. God is looking to increase your capacity. But how does God work? Little did I know that problems in the scripture are actually found later in Revelation as angels. Famine is not just a problem in the air or a problem in the ground. There's actually an angel that's responsible for this. But you see, the best of men, cities, men. In 2017, God said to me, I had a vision of Pastor Toby. And the one thing I heard Pastor Toby say was now make them into cities. You look at a time when David wanted to fight a Goliath. He must look into a stream and find a rock, a stone. But look at this. This element must be rejected, the rejected stone. This element must also be weathered. No, 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 no. You see, you are the rejected stone only because men didn't make you. You're not, you're not hearing me. The stone that would be feasible for David to use to bring down a Goliath was not shaped by the man's hand. It was made by things outside of men. It was God. You don't get it. Your problems are there to make you. But I said to you that the world calls them problems, but God calls them a prophet. These are God's messengers words that are used to shape you God uses these things to mold you when God sees how much you want to give but don't give you access to money it's just a situation molding you making you ready for battle so I said to you the city of David is not the same as David's city it was a place of accommodation David didn't know that the reason why God will not take him to the throne first was because before you could take the throne, I need to make you into a city. But how did he make him into a city? David, you're going to go down to the place of Adullam. You're going to leave Gath and go down. When God is taking you down, it's only because he wants to bring you to a place whereby you can accommodate. You know, the Bible says, Jesus Christ will say, in my father's house, there are many mansions, different people dwelling in one man. What people didn't understand was that every situation you was going through, God was sizing your heart to see if you can accommodate people. If you was not low like them, you cannot accommodate low people. But every king must first learn how to deal with the insignificant because God is a just God. He does not look at the rich and treat them differently to the poor. God needs a consistency in character. Not, oh my God. Are you guys listening to me? So Abraham was looking for a city, not just a son. He was looking for something built not with man's hands, but with God's hands. The architect. I want you guys to understand, and Pastor Toby began to say these things 
the other day. He said, listen, Pastor Ovi, everything that is going in your life is to shape you into the man that I see in 10 years. It's not going to be Pastor Toby saying, okay, let me dress you with this. Let me do this for you. No, God, you know, when you see Pastor Obi, when you see Pastor Enrique walking, most likely you see Glody next to him. You see Joe next to him. If you see Pastor Ben, you see Ramses. Or you see Emmanuel. When you see me, you see probably Nathan or Khalil. Even God, the whole king, must have an entourage. Now look at the description of his entourage. All his entourage are problematic. Earthquake, fire, storms, winds, problems are God's entourage. God uses these angels. I told you in the book of Revelation, you realize that these are not random situations. These are angels, messengers. But these are the things that will be used to make the stone because the spiritual house is built by rejected stones find me that scripture first peter i believe it's first peter two or so or wherever it is find it for me these stones the bible lets us know oh, i thought you was giving me a sign the bible lets us know that you know, the problem with the first building, that the first construction site we see in scripture was that men were trying to use bricks. God always intended for things to be built with stone. But like I said, these things must be... So, in other sense, if I, if I was to say what I'm talking to you about tonight, I'm talking about weathered men. People that situations make them. I say to myself, when I see this problem... I've understood that the world will call it a problem. But if God is in me, I must know that's a prophet. So this next stage of problem of not having a house is only to announce COD again. Oh my God. But you see, this city, at the heart of this city, God will dwell. Have you found the scripture? Just read it for us. Come into him as a living stone. Rejected by men indeed, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built, are being built up as a spiritual house. So, oh. so listen to me. So God calls us living stones. And I said to you that these stones are weathered. Men don't. You see, these stones are made if you and you have to understand where I'm going with this or what I'm saying to you. The Bible let us know different times when offerings were to be um, offered to God, they would say that you're not allowed to chip the stones or these things. As natural as they come, as however, whatever's been made of them, as you find them, use them. No, no. So you see, this is what I'm saying. So my prayer today, when I started the day, my prayer was, okay, God, everything, because when PT said that, I realized every problem that's meant to come, they're not meant to destroy me. They're meant to shape me into a city, into a house. But what makes me a city is that different nationalities dwell in a place. 
So what God is looking for is not only the city of David, but the city of Indidi, the city of Karin, people that she can accommodate. No, you're not listening to me. The city of David were introduced after we knew that David had accommodated people. So what God is looking for, what he wants to do really now is now make them into cities. As you go there, God wants to see if he has allowed the problems to increase your accommodation space. No, no, some people only have one bedroom flat. I think I'm about accommodating mansions no 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 it's alright don't say yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say, don't, don't. if you hear you hear it later I'm allowing every problem to increase my space I want to be able to accommodate all kinds of people so you wouldn't get why these kinds of people are gathered to you you may have the stubborn and the good so you see what people don't understand and I remember saying this to Pastor Indy before when God wants to lift you they are now <laughs> I don't know if I should say these things but okay I, I, I said to Pastor Indy you see now you're being called to do this now some of the people you have to deal with are are seriously <laughs> stubborn but what you don't get is that God knows that they're stubborn but he brought them to you it's only to shape you. Now, once you can accommodate, you now become a city. Because in a village, you can know everybody. But in a city, you may have a Congolese person there. You may not be able to communicate with them in the same language. There are all kinds of people. Don't you understand that David became a refuge? He became a place where men can come and dwell. So I don't want to be restricted. Lord, every problem and situation against man. Now, when I say cities built, not with men's hands, if it's built with your hands, you can make it to your taste. So I only like this kind of people. So I only accommodate them. But what happens when one leaves and then another person comes? You try to reject them. But God was only trying to make you a city. For goodness sake, you're still a village, man. You're still your small place. God wants villagers. That's who you are. God wants to accommodate more. Because every nation needs cities. Are you guys listening to me? We're not calling it London City. Like I said, there must be a city of Ben. <laughs> there must be a city. God wants you. He wants you to be a house. A strong tower by which people run up to so that's when you know you've become God's rest because other men will gather there that's when you know so we look at this the city we used to think is the new Jerusalem but I don't think I'm ever in my life going to look at the sky and see a city falling from the sky when you become a man from above when you become a citadel a city when you become a man from above what happens is that God dwells with you this new Jerusalem the Bible says you will not need light you will not need any other means of sight that's what I was trying to say to you God will be the word will be the only way you see and men will be gathered to you there will be no weeping because they have found you as rest 
there will be no more shedding of tears there will be no more hunger because you have become a means of te- a, a means of rest lord make me into a city that's our prayer tonight lord make me into a place where all kinds of men so listen you are not a church upon a hill you are a city set on the hill noah's ark you are a city all kinds of animals all kinds of nationalities all kinds of people you realize that his resting place was on the mount a hill a city set on a hill all men are drawn to a city cod it looks like we've stayed around the hundred mark he didn't know that what god was making you god was making you your problems was making you it was hiding you and you see when time is ready god will give you utterance and this utterance will make you bring all kinds of men these men said to the disciples they were saying are we not are these men not galileans yet we hear them speaking no you don't get it they came into the position of noah that his words can relate with every type of animal the lion could not speak to the bear but noah once the spirit of god is upon him he can now speak to both the lion and the bear Lord, make me into a city. I want you to rise into your feet. Rise to your feet. We're going to begin to pray. Lord, make me into a city. Increase my capacity.